Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Steelers Draft Talk. I'm your host, Derek Bell. With me is my good buddy, Nick Martin. Uh, before we get into anything today, just please make sure you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Talk. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We've got a lot of um, NFL draft-related content coming to you guys as we head into draft season. We're full in swing. Uh, this week, I've been kind of covering the Shrine Bowl virtually. Uh, unfortunately, not in Vegas, uh, but virtually. And then uh, Nick's been down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. So uh, busy along with, you know, Steven and uh, Noah and those guys, too. So busy week for our group. But we got a plenty of uh, good content for you guys as we uh, move forward through the week. Uh, Nick, first off, let me uh, let me hear about Mobile, man. How's your first trip down there? Oh, man, it's been one hell of an experience. Just like one first off like the city itself is like really interesting it's like i've you know i i've never been down here before the roads are really narrow and um but the experiences of being able to interview players is just so great like i just love like i loved the media day we had here today just like just being able to interview those guys and just getting up up close one-on-one seeing which guys are just like well-spoken which guys are just kind of like disinterested a little bit in the interview and you know sometimes they get they've they've had way too many interviews prior so they get a little worn out and you know it's really understandable but yeah the experience just being able to talk to players talk to a bunch of analysts bunch of coaches just really cool yeah for sure man that's awesome that's awesome time still looking for my first mobile trip unfortunately it just hasn't worked out for me schedule wise the past couple years but um you know it's a it's a great thing you know tons of networking opportunities get to go down there and watch a ton of high level football play um, even like you mentioned interviewing players, man, that, that was so cool. Like when I got to do that last year, uh, we went down and covered the combine in Indianapolis, just being able to interview the players and like really ask a bunch of like in-depth detailed questions was awesome. Cause I felt like I was learning on the job and it was really, it was a really cool experience. Um, and even like looking back on it, it was really cool. Like draft weekend. Cause you know, I was, um, I asked George Pickens like a ton of questions at his podium. So like that was really cool that I, you know, kind of got a early interview before he was even in Pittsburgh. So, um, but yeah, that was cool. Who, who's been, uh, who's been probably your favorite interview uh, so far? Like, do you have anybody that's, you know, had a good answer to a question that you've asked or anything like that? I honestly think it's two players and at Julius Brands from Kansas state. Like, yeah, man, he is so long. He's so tall, but like, 
he he gave so many detailed answers on like tendencies and what he looks for, what what separates his game, and just like he he was just really in depth with his answers. Like I really appreciated a lot of that from him. But Michael Wilson, um, he just came off super genuine in his interview. Just Had a good week too. Yeah, very well spoken. He got a little overshadowed on day one, but from. Uh, from Puka Nakua, but day two without Puka, he just he just exploded. Like he's just been a really he was a really good interview today, and I'm I'm I was really happy he went off today because I, I think he's a really good player, honestly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've also noticed that too. At least when I was down there at the combine last year, that that was a big thing too. Like if you actually talk you know, ball with these guys and avoid kind of some of the generic uh, questions. Like they'll actually open up and give you like better answers too. So I I think that's cool, especially for like people like you and me that are, you know, really trying to broaden our knowledge of the game and also kind of like to get like a little bit deeper look, you know, kind of behind the curtain. So it's kind of some good stuff. Um, I did want to recap just some Shrine Bowl stuff. Uh, The Shrine Bowl week was awesome, man. It's concluded practices concluded game i think it's tomorrow or friday um but the practice week was awesome and you could tell the the level of talent at the shrine bowl this year i think was a notch above what we've seen even in recent years and you know you look at the guys that have came out of the shrine in the past couple of years no most notably last year like brock purdy you know starting the nfc championship game taekwon thornton was i think a top 50 pick um who, who else? Jack Jones was a big contributor for the Patriots defense this season. So it's kind of interesting, too. The Patriots got the coaching staff nod in the Shrine Bowl, and they, yeah. they drafted all those Shrine Bowl guys last year. But Miami, Miami got Skylar Thompson, too. Yeah. It's a lot of significant minutes. Yeah, that's another, that's another guy. Um, they had a lot of talent last year, but I feel like this year was a step up. And I was really excited about going through the practice film. Um, just some quick winners of guys who I thought uh, played extremely, extremely well. Um I think the winner of the week, you know, we we went into it knowing really about, you know, Zay Flowers, uh, A.T. Perry. Those are probably the two headliner names for the week. But I really think that the winner of the week was Keetrell Clark from Louisville. He's a guy that we talked about a little bit on the pod. Um, you know, he's he's mostly a nickel guy. It's where he played last year at, at Louisville. But, you know, he got some experience playing outside um, and – it's hard. Like I want to stress this too. It's hard being a DB in one-on-ones because those drills are not heavily weighted in your favor. Like oh, you're absolutely to lose those reps. We've talked about that, but uh, Clark, man, not only did he win a bunch of like one-on-one reps and get his hands in the passing lane, get his hands on football. He stood out in team and granted this isn't like full on contact, but like he was, he looked more aggressive than everybody else on the field. What I mean by that. He blew up a couple screens. Uh, you know, he, I think he stopped two or three different screens in team sessions in the backfield. Um, he made plays at the catch point, getting his hands on the football, but he also like made plays that ended up in interceptions for his teammates. Uh, he had an excellent rep where, you know, he didn't let the receiver cross his face, flipped his hips, got in front of the ball, uh, dropped the pick. It ends up going through his hands, but then it floats right back to his teammate and they run it back. So I thought that Clark, guy that really really helped himself this week um he looked just super fluid in coverage all the movement skills you could ask for and i think he he, i don't know have his measurements right in front of me but he measured in exactly what i think louisville listed him at which was kind of key so um usually we've already seen some of the measurements uh from the senior bowl and from the shrine bowl that are drastically different than what they're listed as on their team way different travius hodges tomlinson was yeah and we didn't yeah yeah that was a bummer 
Oh, that was a bummer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's cool. It's, it's always cool when you're aware of these guys and you're like, man, there's definitely something here. And then they go to these all-star games and they show out because it's like, you know, it makes you feel good about the process for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, just some other guys I thought that were, you know, you know, kind of winners throughout the week. I already mentioned, uh, Zay and A.T. Perry, Th- those guys look like they were supposed to look. And I don't, I don't, we've, we've talked about them a lot. We will continue to talk about them because they're bigger prospects. But I wanted to throw a couple shout outs to, um, some lesser known guys. Um, Liberty's Demario Douglas. I'm always really hesitant when I, when I see these, you know, 5'10, 5'11, 170 pound receivers, uh, cause they're designed to win these one on ones. But it is worth noting that, no one at the shrine could cover this dude. I mean, it was it was remarkable. I mean, he was making guys fall on the turf like incredibly quick, really fast. Um, you know, he had some big games last year. You know, he had hundred yard games against Wake Forest, a hundred yard game against Arkansas. So the level in competition that jump from this week and big games last year like didn't really seem to affect him. So he was another guy um, that that I that I liked. And then just two more defensive guys who I thought both really helped their stock. Another Louisville guy, Yasir Abdullah, he he was great in teams. Uh, he had a couple sacks. Of course, you can't really touch the quarterback in these all-star games, but or practices yeah. anyway. But he had a couple sacks, you know, really ex- like displaying, you know, that bend, that ability to rip through contact. And then uh, Jose Ramirez, I thought he probably the best, like, front four, front seven guy um, at the Shrine this week. He was winning in a myriad of different ways. Offensive tackles were having a hard, hard time with him. Even when he wasn't necessarily getting a sack, he was constantly having the quarterbacks, like, step up in the pocket. So, um, you know, there there was a lot more guys, and I'm going to have a hopefully a a full um, recap of, like, you know, other winners. Um, But, you know, those were some guys that impressed me. I'm not sure if you got the chance to really check any of the Shrine stuff out this week with you traveling. I've mostly just seen uh, bits and clips. But for me, I feel like the receivers, A.T. Perry and Zay Flowers, they definitely should have been down here just from watching some of the receivers. Because I I actually did hear that Zay actually was invited by the Shrine Bowl first and he yep. decided he to, stayed committed. Yeah, he stayed committed, which is really interesting because it goes back to his Boston College days and people thought he should have transferred. And, you know, like that loyalty aspect, I, I almost wonder if teams are going to look at that a little bit. But yeah, A.T. Perry and Zay Flowers, I really think they would have they, they would have stood out here just as much. And it's not to say the receivers have been bad here. It's more so that I think it would have led to a lot more depth overall at the senior bowl, which I think is really interesting. The shrine game is it, it's, it's starting to catch up to them a little bit. And I think it's, I think it's cool competition, you know, breeds excellence in my, in my opinion, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, another guy that I thought was really good, uh, Dude drills with Starling Thomas from UAB. You know that that dude. He he moves. He moves really really well. For uh, I think he's only listed about like five ten. I think that's what around what he came in measure. But you know he was sticky in coverage all week. And I, I thought particularly the first like day or two of practice. I haven't gotten through all of the day four stuff, uh, but the first like two days, man, he he was he was winning a lot of reps. So I, I liked him as well. But yeah, I think you're right about that. Zay did have a. I, I believe that Zay was invited to the senior bowl i think that he had already committed to the shrine and didn't want to you know um go back on that commitment so um which i, I get that, that that's cool um you know he he did what he he was supposed to do i feel like um from from what we saw of him i mean i wasn't really expecting anything more than what you know he went out there and did he still looked like you know the best 
you know, receiver there, I felt like. But um, another guy, too, that probably won't win, end up – I don't know if he'll end up on my winners, depending what the rest of day four tape looks like. But um, Jaden Hazelwood from Arkansas, you seen him play? I have not, but I've, I've seen people been buzzing him up on the timeline. I don't, I don't want to look at it until I actually look at the practice film, honestly. Yeah, yeah man. It's really interesting. So he has some really, really, I mean, brutal drops. I mean, just brutal drops. Uh, he had a deep ball that he got plenty of separation on down the field. Um, it was a little bit, the throw was off. It was underthrown and he tried to adjust to it. And like it ended up hitting his chest and bounced off the turf. He had another drop on like a dig route over the middle of the field. That was just like, kind of like, what, what are we doing here? But, um, you know, this dude was open all week long and one-on-ones he was creating a ton of separation and you know they he measured in over 6'2 213 pounds so this is not a this is a big dude yeah. um and he was creating a ton of separation he was a guy that i wasn't really super familiar with headed into the week but i thought that he helped himself just because he was constantly open like they most of the corners had a lot of difficulty um getting on him he looked like a really good athlete so he's a name that i kind of jotted down of like okay i need to go back and watch some of this dude's film so um yeah that, that pretty much wraps up um the shrine bowl kind of some of the quick hitting winners um so far two days through senior bowl practices who who have been some guys that have impressed you so far I think Keanu Benton and Carl Brooks are the standouts along the defensive line. It's really interesting with Carl Brooks because I watched a little bit of him coming into this week, and mm -hmm. I saw that Bowling Green would line this three hundred pounder up as like a edge. yeah, as an edge, as a as a wide nine in the two point stance, and I'm just Wild. like, I'm just like, this is crazy. And the thing is, is he moves way differently than he should for a three hundred pounder. Like mm -hmm. he's fluid he's bendy like and he's been winning one-on-ones pretty pretty frequently overall like just swimming over guard like his quickness is just really hard to account for like you don't see guys who are that big be able to move the way he does and another guy is keanu benton from wisconsin who you mentioned strictly before the podcast about how you wanted to see him and you know he's a great scheme fit overall for the steelers especially sure but the big thing with Benton is just I've just been seeing him stringing moves together. I've I've noticed him use a club rip. I like he bull rush and then and then convert that into a push pull off the uh, when when a guy tries to sank, set, settle down and anchor off him. Like he's just he's extremely like way more impressive in pass rush than I thought. And I I want to give you know context one on ones is not everything, especially. You know, the D-line is favored, the wide receivers are favored, and these yep. types of drills. And, you know, you want to see them perform in team drills, but and, and you know, team scrimmages and stuff like that. And I, I do think Benton and Brooks have both stood out in that regard a lot in the, in this team in those team scrimmages, my bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely think uh both of those guys, just from the little bit that I've been able to see, I, I it's kind of difficult because I've been trying to wrap up Shrine stuff and keep a little bit of tabs on the senior bowl stuff. I'll probably get through all the senior bowl stuff sometime next week. But what I have seen so far, Brooks is, you know, them giving him the opportunity to line up inside over opposing guards, like in those like one-on-ones and stuff, you immediately see that quickness and he's going to be able to kill people with that quickness. 
um, and that, that bend through contact um, on the inside of the line. And I thought that the one move that kind of stood, stood out to me that I saw, I'm not sure if who was at guard, but he had like a two-hand swipe, like a double two-hand swipe to keep his chest clean for a yeah. sack where he kind of like bent the corner around the, um, at the very end of the rep. And then Benton, just the way that he is moving at 312 pounds. Is, and he, uh, and he's got like different. that. Yeah. He's got like that, that, that thickness to his lower body. Like mm-hmm. he generates some serious power off, off the snap. It's, it's pretty. And he's winning. Nice. I mean, he, he's won in a couple of different ways. I've seen, you know, club swim. I've seen, you know, rip moves. I've, I've seen just about anything. I've seen a swipe. Like it seems yeah. like he's winning with a myriad of different moves. And that's what you like to see um, from defensive linemen in these drills, you know, trying to see what, what they have in their repertoire so far. Uh, but Bitten's a really fun watch, man. I, I actually, uh, while I was eating my breakfast this morning, I turned on some tape from last year against Ohio State. It was a little bit of a rough game for him overall, like definitely not the best tape I've seen from him. But he had a rep later in the game. They were trying to like run like wide zone away from his side. He was playing one tech, and he's trying to come across the line of scrimmage, and Paris Johnson is trying to reach block him. He's trying to get in front of him. And Benton literally just takes Johnson like underneath the shoulder pads with one arm and just slings him to the turf. And I'm like, what in the world is this dude on? I know he's got like, uh, what did he measure in at 33, 34 inch arms? Yes. 34 inch arms, which is really ridiculous for a yeah. guy that size. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you talk about generating some power and, you know, but not just in his lower half, but those, those arms and he can use them, you know, basically as levers to, you know, dictate where blockers are going. And it's, it's really impressive tape. Uh, he's got some really, really fun tape. And I definitely think the Steelers are going to be interested in a player like that. You mentioned the schematic fit, Wisconsin, they do some similar stuff in their fronts. You know, we've seen Wisconsin guys obviously come into the Steelers uh, defense, defensive scheme and impact right away you know tj white's obviously the most notable one but we've even seen yeah. isaiah Loudermilk get some run i was hoping we were going to get another wisconsin guy last year in leo chanel but it's all right I'm, I'm just a little bit i'm a little bit uh salty about it still but um from a steelers perspective like anything in particular you've noticed since you've been down at mobile like maybe guys or position groups are paying a little bit more attention to or anything like that i think tomlin is just he's it's been really interesting watching him because it almost like he almost is like wanting to play like it, he, like he's like in the middle of like I all love of these that drills him, and and he is just he is just right up there watching like there was a guy who got absolutely ran over in one on ones he goes up to the guard and he and he's just like you know coaching him up and stuff and I just I just love Tomlin's energy and Grady. Grady Brown, the um, the defensive backs coach, he he's been really involved with the defensive backs. I'd say Tomlin. It's really funny because Tomlin, um, his a defensive backs former defensive backs coach, and mm-hmm. he says, "I like watching the big guys," and and I'm just like, "Man, you were a defensive backs coach." Back yeah. In the day. So it's real. It's really interesting. You know, he's really paying attention to the O line, D line, and I think that's been the biggest aspect, as for sure, for sure. And he um. He was ta- he was talking it up with uh, Jacorian Bennett, you know Maryland corner, and you know how he loves his Maryland guys, and yeah, Bennett was talking about how he's like, yeah, he lo- yeah, he loves his he loves his Maryland guys, he you know he loves he loves talking to us. Yes, yeah, it's definitely a connection we're gonna have to follow up on. You know, as soon as we get down to the combine and stuff, I'm I'm wondering, you know, if there, how much interest there's gonna be with Bennett. He's a really he's a really interesting prospect. I, I got to finish my eval on him. So. Um, I've seen some good reps from him though on the on my timeline. Yeah. 
the big thing I want to see is I just want to see him trust his technique more. And he even mentioned this to me. Like he gets a, he gets a, like he'll be perfectly in phase. And then he gets really grabby at the top, at the top when he shouldn't. But I saw him make an excellent play in a scrimmage. Uh, It was actually, no, it was actually in a one-on-one. It was uh, yeah, no, it was in scrimmage. It was in team scrimmage. Trey Tucker has a switch release off a, off a wheel and he ends up going under the, under the pick goes with him perfectly plays the ball in the air incomplete pass it was just it was just great rep from him all around like i just i just saw some really good things from him that's awesome and yeah i mean of, well uh, one more thing real quick like just yeah. with with having devon witherspoon back out like we were kind of like that was my initial thing once we saw witherspoon back out was like okay which of these because there was still a lot of talent at the corner position for the senior bowl but we didn't have that first round kind of guy that we knew you know what they were going to bring to the table I was interested to see if anyone else was going to, you know, take that spotlight and just try to run with it. Yeah. I honestly think the guy who took the spotlight, at least especially today, was Caillou Blue Kelly, who just seemed to be around the ball just so consistently. Like, I, I swear, I swear he had like two dropped interceptions in like, in like one-on-ones and he had one dropped in a team drill and he had two interceptions on the day. And I'm just like, he should have had like five interceptions today. Like this is unreal. Like his zone eyes, he was just working really well. He was staying in phase. Biggest thing I wanted to see from him because I had gone through a little bit of his tape and I thought he would open the gate a little too early from an Mm -hmm. off coverage perspective. I, I just thought he would bite way too much, but he has, he has the movement you want to see. He has the size you want to see. I think he has all the traits. He just has to put it together. But definitely from a zone alignment, he's he's going to be ready in that regard. I do think he has to work a little bit on his band coverage, though. Yeah. I know, uh, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure it was Blue Kelly who played. I think he played Jake London fairly well last year when yeah. they matched up. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. But, yeah, he's a really interesting player. I, I saw that Noah put a piece out on Blue Kelly as well on the site. So if you guys are interested in that, definitely definitely check that out. I'm sure it's good. Um, you mentioned Tomlin. I want to hit back on that. Um, I, I got the chance to go to the Kentucky Pro Day and then the Cincinnati Pro Day, which are fairly local to me. Um, but, you know, Cincinnati, they were loaded last year. You know, they had Sauce Gardner, you know, all those, all those big names, Desert Ritter. Of course, that was what everybody was kind of there to see was, you know, Ritter and like how much of the Steelers um, organization was sent down to see his pro day because they were really interested in quarterbacks last year. But when they were going through the drills at the pro day and like the testing numbers and stuff, same thing. Tom was glued in on the linebackers <laughs> and the defensive linemen. It was so cool. Like just seeing him interact with Darian Beavers, like through the drills, like Beavers is intense, dude. He was an awesome dude to interview. I interviewed him at, um, at the combine and at the pro day. Um, he's an awesome dude. I, he was one of my favorite guys to talk to last cycle, but you know, he real intense and Thomas sitting there that like back and forth, like during the drills, they were putting him through like the weave drill where you had to come for it, catch the ball for the pick. Um, and every rep after that, you know, he was talking to Tomlin Tom was like hitting his chest and everything. <laughs> and, you know, it's so funny. Cause you know, being there, I see all these other different organizations, you know, I, there's a bunch of head coaches there, you know, all the head coaches are mostly like, you know, relaxed guys. Tomlin's in the thick of it, man. Like he's in the middle of like what seems like every drill. And I, I just thought it was cool. And I think that's why that's part of the reason why when you hear these guys, when, you know, when they come into the league, have such a respect for Thomas because, you know, these guys do get the chance to interact with teams throughout the process, even if they don't get picked by the Steelers or 
whatever organization. Uh, so he kind of like builds that trust or builds that rapport with them early on. Um, and I just, I think it's cool how involved he is. He just, he, he's a football junkie. You, you can definitely tell. And um, he's excited about his job. And I, I definitely appreciate that. So um, who, what, what are some things that you're looking forward to seeing the rest of the week? Any particular matchups? Um, maybe some guys that got off to a little bit of a slow start this week or just guys that you want to see continue their momentum? um honestly in terms of continuing their momentum i think uh the corners is the biggest thing i wanted to see because like julius brents i thought day one he was just extremely impressive with his fluidity and just pinning receivers to the sideline i thought tyreek stevenson um just was extremely sticky i the thing with stevenson i noticed was he's not as fluid as a hip turner as you think but he's just really good at ke- keeping contact on you so he, he he's a little bit like Artie birds in that regard where he's just except i would just the say people on the pod might have just might have just rolled their eyes they, they, they may they may have just rolled their eyes but I, I i do i do like i do like stevenson in terms of his technique i think he's very disciplined i think he's very sound he has a really good zone eyes riley moss i thought he had a i thought he was really good day one. I thought he slowed down a bit day two. Like I thought he was getting beat across his face a good bit. And I think the big thing I want to see was the long speed from him. I know Moss is extremely fluid. I want to see him be able to get back in phase with guys that have him beat, um, you know, on that, on that secondary release and, and, and what, whatnot. Uh, Michael Wilson had a really nice post route against him. Just, unbelievable player it was just good on good but you know one-on-ones they they favor the receivers not the corners and another another thing i wanted to see quarterbacks um (laughs) they it was like a little bit of a rough start i saw it was a very rough start on on day one it was i don't i think jake hater was the only guy who was serviceable overall i thought tyson baguette had i'd put some pretty good stuff together on day two but Jared Hall and and you know Clayton Tune, uh, the rest of the guys, I just thought they're just kind of there. They're just they're just not really making enough plays. They're just not they're just not stringing that consistency together. And I think that's a big yeah. problem. Like overall, um, I just want to few name out few more shout outs real quick because I, I want to talk about Ty J Spears. I want to see this oh. man. <laughs> I want to see this man absolutely kill it in pass protection. I saw him get run the freak over by Aubrey Miller Jr. They run it back and he had a really nice rep. But the thing with him, and this was no this was no like mystery to me or anyone who had watched his film at Tulane, is that he is extremely gifted of a runner. He has way better contact balance than you'd expect for a guy his size. Runs between the tackles extremely well, but he is just so explosive. So explosive. And then you combine his fluidity, change of direction. He's able to just string cuts together like it's nothing. So he just angles, he just completely destroys guys' pursuit angles because he can go east to west in just such a flash, but he can explode uphill. Like it's crazy with him. I, he like, he looks like one of the top tier backs in this class just based off what he can do as, as a, a runner. pure as a pure runner and there's ability as a receiver too but he has to be able to pass protect that's the big question he's his film in that regard at Tulane it's not pretty mm-hmm. and that's why I just was really wanting to see I like seeing him fight I think he showed really good fight out there and I think that's the big thing 
And overall, like the guys up front that are allowing him to do that, John Michael Schmitz has been awesome. He's been, he's looked like the best center by far. He's looked good. Yeah, no, he's. he's, good. he's I think really, I, I think I may have maybe too low on him, and just based on what I've seen this week, I, I'm not trying to let the All Star game don't uh, stuff sway yeah. my opinion too much. But I, I do think uh, there was some reps that I've seen him floating on my timeline already, where I'm like, okay, maybe I need to go back and watch a little bit more. Yeah, no, he he was just planting guys into the ground, but also he was moving out in space on screens. He's just great zone in in a zone scheme. He's gonna be a good player. Yeah, I, I think I have my some concerns otherwise, but um, I think if you're a team that wants to run a lot of like zone stuff and get him on the like get him out in space, like he 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 can do that. He no, do that. I I completely agree with that. The biggest thing I wanted to see with him was like, could he be nasty? Just plant some dudes into the ground, and I've just I've he's just been mm-hmm. like he's got that he he has a wrestling background, so like. He really can just absolutely just when he gets his hands on you, it's really tough to just disengage from him. And that's just what I've noticed from him. Like he's just been extremely like he's put together two great practices back to back. And I'm just been mm-hmm. impressed with him. And yeah. Other two names, Osiris Torrance, just impressive grip strength anchor. And I thought Massey Bergeron has, uh, has been smooth with his feet and he showed a good anchor he's been moved around a good bit i think he's a little too tall to be a guard i think he's Mm -hmm. i think his leverage gets a little like it gets used against him a bit but he definitely has that versatility inside out which is good to see yeah i uh bergeron was a guy that i really wanted to see how his one-on-one reps particularly against some of these edge rushers at down at the senior ball i was hoping you know some of the bigger names wouldn't have dropped out but Bergeron's film is really good. I just I, I do struggle. I do think he struggles a little bit to anchor against more powerful guys, especially like when he gives up his chest, the recovery ability. That's something I wanted to keep an eye on this week. So uh, it's good to hear that he's you know played well for the first couple of days, though. That's that's very intriguing. Uh, just to go back and hit on a couple of guys that you talked about, Tajay uh, Tajay Spears. Um, the pass protection really was the one. It, it's the it's the missing part of his eval. I, I I think that he his hands are fine. Like I, the, as a runner, you talked about explosiveness. The ability to string moves together is a very. It's not the most important thing, you know. Vision. It's it's not up there with vision in terms of uh, running back traits. But when you talk about guys that are going to be significant contributors at the next level, and I think that Spears has the ability to be like a highly complimentary back. And like, if you're running a committee, um, he does that extremely well. There was a play against Cincinnati that I, I found the other day of him like breaking. He, he broke, they were running like inside zone, I think. And he has a good hole, but he gets like, you know, 10 yards up, uh, up the field and he breaks one dude off. He falls down, breaks another dude off, breaks another dude off. It's like, boom, boom, boom. So expressive, uh, so explosive. And the way that he, the, how agile he moves in space he gets to that top gear quick like i know everybody's been tweeting that one play and the team drills yeah uh but he gets to that top you know he made 32 i think he forced 32 missed tackles uh pro football focus is what they had him charted as his last three games of the season and that's granted that's not against 
uh, maybe like top five defenses. But I mean, it was against Cincinnati. We we know about USC. They got some talent over there, but they were terrible last year. <laughs> they but, can't tackle. Yeah, but I mean, he 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 was making guys just look silly. So that's the thing. Can can he pass protect? What what I saw on film was not necessarily that he was shying away from that. It's just there were times where I didn't know if he knew his assignment, like pre snap. You know, they were guys coming from depth um blitzers like just not picking them up early enough get getting late to the late to the hat and i, I think that's problematic especially like we're talking about a young back like you've got to be able to pass protect or you're not gonna get on the field like that's something that we i talk about religiously on twitter people send me these backs and they're like look at what they can do at the ball and i'm like dude if you're not if you're not a dominant runner you have to be able to pass protect you have to be able to hold your own or you're not gonna get on the field and that's I, the, I think that's he's got to prove that that's the thing. What's tough with me though is I actually I ha- there are traits that I see on film with him that are, could make me think he could be a dominant runner. Yes, but he, he looks like it at times. At times he looks like he's a special dude. Yeah, it's 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 real. It's a really tough debate with him. But like I'm just the biggest thing. I'm just glad he showed up like over 200 pounds at the Senior Bowl. The, but, the measurements were great. Yeah, it was like he he looked rocked up even on film, but like mm-hmm. it was always encouraging to see the the biggest thing, pass protection. What makes money on third down. You're, yep. you Joe Mixing doesn't catch that many passes in uh Cincinnati because he just can't pass protect because they don't yep. leave him on the field on third down this consistently enough. Yep. Uh and then just one more guy I want to hit on just cuz Brents was a guy that I talked about a little bit. I think it was like our first or second episode, I think, of yeah. Steelers Draft Talk. But, you know, man, the the film, it's a little inconsistent. But, dude, the traits, the traits and tools are there, man. If, if you are a defensive backs coach that is really confident in your ability to coach a guy up, I don't know what else you would want in a player. I mean, he came in, what, over – he came in 6'3 and some change, right? long arms like can really run he's athletic i think he's really fluid for his size too you know some of those uh those taller corners you think of them being a little bit tight-hipped and inability like unable to kind of turn you know he's pretty fluid for his size and just from some of the reps that i've seen already this week i think he's held his own and i'm excited that he's playing well because he's definitely a guy that i think um probably will end up going higher than I think maybe most people even anticipated just off tools and traits alone, especially if he, you know, kills the draft process, which he's off to a good start doing it. There was one rep in particular that I tweeted out um, a couple hours ago that I thought was just superb. I'm trying to see if I can find who the receiver was. Uh, Let me see. I can't even tell, but he, he just does an awesome job. It's one-on-ones, but he does an awesome job. The receiver takes an inside step off the line of scrimmage and he, you know, takes a leverage step remains, you know, he's motoring out. He's staying square, stays square for like five, six yards before this dude even gets into the curl route. And I'm like, man, this is, this is oh, too easy. Was, I think that was against Darius da- uh, Davis. Um, is that who it was? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah, he, even find it. I don't know why I can't find it right now. Uh, but yeah, that that was an awesome rep, man. Like if you, because you got to think about it, man. When the receiver, especially in those one on ones, they do all that dancing and all that other stuff. You make them take those extra steps, and you know, with how long he was taking to get in his route, and how how he threw off the timing of it. In a real live game, that ball's not coming over there. Either your pass rush is going to get home, or that that quarterback's going to move off that receiver because you know he's taking too long to get open. So, um, I thought Brent's had a, has had a couple really good reps that I've seen so far. I can't wait to dive into uh, the senior bowl tape for him. But correction, it was Dontavian Wicks, by the way. Dontavian Wicks, okay, yeah. yeah. Wicks, that, a, Wicks, Wicks, a talented player. I know he didn't have a very good year this past year, but he was like draft Twitter he, loved him last he, summer. 
he had the probably the most ooh ah rep like in terms of like just embarrassing a corner i think it was against darius rush he like just kind of he just kind of like nods gets in his blind spot and he just kind of like leaves and everyone was just like oh <laughs> like you like, like seeing those was... ooh and ahs at the, at the all-stars <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah, that was that was really impressive to see. Like I, I'm gonna have to get caught up on Wix's film in terms of like watching his twenty twenty one versus his twenty twenty two to see what went wrong and it went wrong for everybody. It wasn't just him, it was Brennan Armstrong. Brennan Armstrong everything, was terrible. Man. Oh my gosh, everything just fell apart for that for the Virginia offense. So who knew Tony Elliott wasn't a good Yeah, we've only been saying that for how many years. But either way, I digress. Um I think it pretty much does it for us uh, this week, but really appreciate your, your guys' support on the channel. Please make sure, again, like, subscribe, youtube.com slash Talk or wherever you get your podcast. Um, Nick, have coverage for you guys along with Noah and Steven for the rest of the week in Mobile. So be sure y'all follow them on Twitter. Make sure y'all are following up with their recap stuff on the site. Um, and we will holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace.